Welcome and thank you for joining us today. We're Derps and Burps, the podcast for all gamers, spiritual souls, and creative minds out there. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to our 32nd episode of this wonderful podcast is uh, Julia and Steffi. Um, in case you forgot our names, because I just realized I kind of never say our names in the beginning. So if you're new here. True that. <laughs> now you know our names. But I always write them in the descriptions. So... True. True, but I mean, I'm not sure if uh, our audience can actually read. I'm kidding. <laughs> kidding. It's just a joke, guys. Just a joke. Please don't hate me. We're, we're a little bit spicy today. Um, mm -hmm. Just as a little intro, Steffi and me uh, just finished a little therapy session before this recording where we just puked out everything that annoys us. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, but now we're... Uh, emptied out our frustrations and now i'm feeling better at least steffi said she needs Full a glass of positivity of <laughs> steffi needs a glass of alcohol and then she's fine again as well yeah. um but yeah uh just a little heads up uh, our episode today is actually gonna be um based on uh the listener of the week which is m today so just the letter mm -hmm. m um we got a really nice message on twitter regarding um the person's relationship and mm -hmm. um we thought it's that interesting that we want to dedicate the whole episode to it um mm -hmm. you're gonna see in a little bit why that is uh but before we get into the listen of the week and then the topic uh we will start with what's new what happened this week for us steffi catch us up i had a very long and exhausting and draining <clears throat> work weekend I worked 52 hours in four days. was amazing. Um, we were at a hotel in Corinthia where I first thought I had bed bugs one night. Like, it was the third night, I think. I woke up at three in the morning for the first time, I think. And it was just my arms were super itchy. And I started scratching them while sleeping. And then I kept waking up, waking up, waking up the whole time. And I couldn't stop scratching my fucking arms. It was so awful. I don't know if I've ever like had that urge of like scratching because my whole skin was so fucking itchy everywhere. Like even the tips of my fingers. It was so weird. Oh, no. And then at some point it got so bad that I had to get out of the bed. <clears throat> and then I went to the bathroom and put my arms under the sink and like just let ice cold water run over. Yeah. And then I saw I had these like little bites or stings or whatever it was. It wasn't. I was Googling, like I Googled a lot after that. <clears throat> so it wasn't bed bugs because bed bug bites look different. Yeah. Um, and we analyzed that then at work and my boss said he thinks it's like flea bites. Yeah. So I don't know where I got it from, guys. I'm very clean usually and I don't have any fleas or I didn't bring any fleas home with me. I'm checking but... right now, sorry, to, to interrupt yeah, did, you. Did, did. But I just Googled. Uh, because I actually had bed bugs, um, at the you hotel had once, them? Mm. <gasps> oh and I God. just I just googled because I remember I tweeted about it, yeah, um, to see when it was, and I think I still have pictures, um, oh of when God. that happened. It was literally the worst thing ever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I swear. Mm -hmm. Um, it was when I was at DreamHack in 2016. Mm -hmm. Um, on the twenty fourth, I just try to. I have like all the. Oh, there we go. I found the pictures. 
Oh my it, god. It looked horrendous. It was basically the same as you uh explained it. So yeah. I woke up from itching. Like I'm gonna try yeah. to show you the pictures. Those are my whole legs. You see this? Oh my god. Uh, if you wanna <gasps> see uh if we have the thingy also in our YouTube video. Oh my god. My whole legs, everything was completely covered in <gasps> super super itchy spots. And oh, it was the same thing. Shit. I woke up at 3 a.m. from just itching myself. And my yeah. whole legs, everything was completely like with <sighs> dots and everything. Ugh. And I never, like, I'm I'm really, really resistant when it comes to those things. But when I woke up with that and that itch, like, I literally went to, like, um, like I took all of the clothes that I had. I put them into a plastic yeah. bag and I the threw them away. I got new things. And mm -hmm. I, uh, it was a hostel, I have to say. I was invited back then from DreamHack, mm -hmm. Leipzig. And they put mm. me in a hostel. And back then, I had a lot of viewers, right? Like, mm. I was a big streamer back then. Which was fine. Like, I, I don't care, you know, like, as, soon, as long as it's clean. And it kind of looked mm -hmm. clean-ish. But it was mm -hmm. obviously not. I had bed bugs. And then, out of a sudden, they put me into, like, a better hotel, right? Like, an actual yeah. hotel, not a hostel. Yeah. But yeah, that was horrible. So when I read that you had that, I was like, oh no. I hope you don't mm -hmm. have the same experience as me. No, yeah. I wasn't that bad, gladly. I also checked like under the mattress and everything. It was the whole the hotel is very old, right? It was like it, it was built in the 70s around that. And the couple that's like running it is very old already. It actually reminded me of my grandma. Very nice people. And everything is super, super clean. There's no you you know those like even the little mold spots in bathrooms sometimes yeah. in hotels and stuff they have nothing of that and that hotel is so old already they're yeah. super like ultra clean um so i was like okay what is it then and it also didn't look like the bed bug bites you had yeah, yeah. It, it literally looked like mosquitoes things or like flea bites yeah and it was just super itchy at the time but then it got better like it didn't itch anymore mm -hmm. but i still have these like little little dots everywhere um but yeah i think i wherever i got it i think it was from a dog but yeah oh no i like i i petted um so yeah that night was awful i slept three hours i left the hotel at eight because i couldn't sit in my room anymore I went to the park right next to the place where the street food market took place. And I was just sitting on a bench, on a wooden bench in the park where there was like some sun coming through. It was a nice day. And I just tried to kill the time and just napped a little bit there. Oh. <laughs> it was just so awful. And my Gerhard, my boss didn't like it was I, I texted him at seven in the morning if he's awake already. And if I can have the car key to just like sleep in the car. Meanwhile, right yeah. in the front where we like sit and drive. So I can get some sleep, but he didn't see it because he wasn't awake. <clears throat> and then the next day he he gave me the car key right away after we worked and said, if something's happening, go to the car <laughs> or text me and we swap like rooms. Yeah. I'll be fine there. Aww. So yeah, I'm happy nothing happened afterwards. It was just oh, it was so exhausting. It was and then like after three hours of sleep, like working for ten hours, right? Oh <laughs> was, my god. You need a lot just, of coffee, huh? Yeah, that was it, it was a tough weekend. All in all, uh work was fine. We we still had a lot of fun, obviously mm. as always. Um but yeah, it was just a lot and warm and I'm 
yeah today it's so Tuesday. hot i have no idea how you do it mm. like in the we truck have... it must be like what 50 degrees or some shit mm, kind of yeah oh, on cold days like on saturday it was super cold for some reason we had I, I think it was 14 degrees outside and in the truck it was 25, 30 mm -hmm. something. And when it's super warm outside, we have between 40 and 50. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Disgusting. yeah. I'm used to that. I'm used to that. I That doesn't crazy. bother me anymore. I so even work with my long pants, pants like with my, with my leggings. Yeah. Oh my God, you're crazy. <laughs> That's, Actually that doesn't do anything crazy. to me. I'm resistant, guys. I'm ready for <laughs> how many Thailand. How many months do you have uh, left of the street food? Depends. There's only three more street food markets, really? though. But, oh. mm, but we have caterings. And now the question is if a lot of, like, depending on the whole pandemic situation as well, right? Um, a lot of companies and bigger companies have their Christmas parties or Christmas, uh, how to say, celebrations with their employees yeah. usually and they book us a lot for that i'm not sure how long i'll work this year probably longer than usual because we have a lot of a uh, lot of um requests for caterings yeah so i don't know maybe till end of the year maybe just until november we'll oh, see depending nice. on how much there is to do yeah are you are you gonna be able to like decline as well to be like hey uh i don't know december i don't wanna i want to focus on streaming or i can all or... i can always say that yeah okay okay i mean i'm free from january to april anyways oh, like okay. those are the four months for sure right where there's no like seasonal stuff there's nothing mm -hmm. happening um so it's it's only a question of november and december this year i'll okay. see okay i need to decide as well with the christmas market if Oh yeah, sure. Um, you want to do dad's Christmas market? Friend, I would like to help him, yes, because we're like a good team, right? And I'm mm -hmm. always helping him out. So let's see if he even wants to do it this year. Because mm -hmm. he's also like... Oh yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe it's like, uh, like a thing that's supposed to happen where he doesn't want to do it this year anymore. Yeah. And you can instead do the, the yeah. caterings on the weekends, which would be nice because you have to work exactly. less days technically, right? Mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. who knows? Maybe uh, the universe is gonna decide for you. Yeah, which one? We'll see. <laughs> I'll let that. I'll let that. Like, let's see what the future brings with that. Exactly. With so work. It's good. It's good. It's mm -hmm. good. And beside that, guys, I'm only super excited for my iPad to arrive. To arrive tomorrow, I bought the new iPad Mini Six in in lavender, and I'm super excited. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is something I'm very looking forward to. Other than that, I don't what are you really gonna do? What, are you just gonna use it for playing TFT? Or are you gonna do some creative stuff? <laughs> uh, yeah, mainly TFT, I think. And I do not need to annoy Max anymore for the iPad. Oh, it's always okay. Mm -hmm. watching his stuff right in the evening when he goes to bed and I'm always like Max, I, bet, I, bet, I want to play DFT <laughs> so um, I'll do that uh, what else Netflix of course all my stuff I can watch whenever in mm. bed or on the couch if I don't want to turn on my my a big monitor TV um, mm. and beside that maybe I was thinking of maybe trying out a bit of like drawing on it but i didn't order a pen yet so i'll decide later on if you want to try I... like i can borrow you some like i have the first generation and i have the second generation pen uh -huh. if you want i can uh, i don't know i think the first gen should also work with that ipad 
you want, I, I need can to check. Yeah, you can check if you said... want. I can borrow mm -hmm. you my first gen one. Um, yeah, that would be great. One. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because uh, when I got my new one, I got the second gen with it in like a package, mm -hmm. which was pretty cool. Um, so yeah, I can borrow you that one. Nice, thank you. No what about you, Julia? Tell me. Uh, not much, not much. Uh, <coughs> Nathan's parents were here for seven days, which mm -hmm. um, was super, super nice. Like we had a good time. So much eating. We took them to mm -hmm. like all the good restaurants and to like the market, you know, like in mm -hmm. Frankfurt, there's like a market every, what is it, Wednesday and Saturday, I think. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's like little restaurants and my dad is really good friends with Teatro. Um, mm -hmm. So if you're ever in Klagenfurt and you want to eat at the market, go to Teatro. They have such good food. It's insane. Mm -hmm. Like really, really good. And price-wise, really good as well. Mm -hmm. um, so we went to Geküst at the lake. We went to uh, Kollaviert and we went to Teatro. So three really good mm -hmm. restaurants around here if you want to check it out, if you ever in Klagenfurt or near, really can recommend. So we had a shit ton of good food. Um, it was Nathan's mom, dad, and his aunt that came here. They usually mm -hmm. always come once during summer um, and I stayed for seven days, which was really nice. And um, Nathan and me still had to work and they were really mm -hmm. good with, you know, while we we're working, they would just do like, I don't know, go to the Pyramidenkugel and mm -hmm. watch stuff or go to Felden or Pechach or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. So that was really nice. But at the end of the seven days, you know, like nothing against them, obviously, like I love having them here. But it's also, you know, when you're around so many people and like, for example, we gave Nathan's parents our bedroom and yeah. like you can't you have to share like the bathrooms with everybody and stuff. So you don't really feel like at ease and home and cannot really like fully recharge. So not only my social batteries got pretty drained mm -hmm. this week but also just in general my batteries like i don't feel as well rested and um yeah yeah now nathan is oh nathan has a team again in cs nice yeah so he finally has a team again he plays in falcons and um full french lineup again um, yeah and they're actually right now playing a qualifier so in case you hear a dog next to me it's because i have jinx with me because he's playing qualifier mm -hmm. right now um yeah yeah i'm I, I think he has only one more best of three mm -hmm. and then or no or is it already a best of three i'm not sure i think he just won against copenhagen flames and uh, now he needs to play against fanatic in a qualifier mm -hmm. so and i've only been playing together for six days <laughs> so no. but they're doing pretty good they're doing pretty good so uh -huh. we're gonna see um so yeah nathan new team Empty social pa uh, social batteries for me. Um, I brought my car to the service today. Um, and I was actually really annoyed. Because usually always when I bring my car there to the Volvo. There's like always mm -hmm. a guy that tries to like sell me everything. Or not sell me everything. Mm -hmm. But it's like, hey, your car is, you know, like till your car is five years old. You have like uh, the guarantee of like the also luck and metals. So if there's mm -hmm. rust or anything... You know, it's under guarantee. Yeah. And last year, my car was six years. So it was just, it was the first service I did after my yeah. guarantee ran out. And he was like, oh, your car is super rusty underneath. So um, we would recommend you that we like, you know, clean it all off, uh, shave it, not shave it all off, but like 
you know, send it all off and yeah. give it like give a it new, new code uh, on the bottom. So, you know, nothing happens because your car is clearly standing outside all the time. My car is like six years old. Like I bought it new back then. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I don't even have 30K kilometers on it. So like, mm. fuck you, whatever. Right? Yeah. And uh, he would be like, yeah, that's like 600 euros and you need to let the car here for two days, you know, because it needs to dry and blah, 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 blah. And I didn't do that last year. And he would always, mm-hmm. like, do, like, the big service, even though my car is so little kilometers. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of already, like, going there with, like, a bad attitude. Like, oh, no, not that guy again. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, oh, no. And, but there's actually a new guy there now. Super nice. Super, super helpful. Cool. And he was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, I saw your car doesn't even have 30K kilometers. And there's, like, the list for the normal service that you should do. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, we don't need this, 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 this. And uh, like my service was way cheaper than it usually was because he's like, nice. hey, you don't you don't need that kind of stuff because you barely drive the car. So we just nice. do the things as necessary, plus like the two filters and we change the oil yeah. and then, you know, you're fine. And the sticker as yeah. well. And so that was actually really, really positive. Um, plus, that's yeah. a plus. So that was actually, I kind of forgot about that. You know, when I talked earlier to Steffi, like I had... A real meh day today where just everything annoyed me and oh I don't know it's just one of those days but now that I think about it that was yeah. actually a really positive thing as well so something positive there also I have one more news yeah yeah I can uh, I would like to share before we go into the episode uh, Laura sent me a um, dog adopting Instagram account from Germany oh. Yeah. And I was no, no, it's not a good, it's not good news though. I'm very sad, but um, very, very, very cool people and so many cute dogs. I would love to have them all. They're rescuing, uh, rescuing mainly like uh, Spitz from Hungary, I think Slovenia and Germany, mm-hmm. um, and also other other dogs. But mainly they're focused on like little dogs and mm-hmm. try to help them and and rescue them. It's called Spitz and Partners. I can like paw, like the paw, okay. partners Cute. basically. I can I can link it if you guys are interested. And I was looking through it because I found them so cute. Um, but the sad thing is they cannot um, cooperate with Austria because they do not have a shelter here. So um, um, you with would the have law to you drive are, to Germany. No, no, no. I would. I would drive to Hungary. I I talked to them. Like I asked yeah. them how it is. Because Hungary is not far away from me, yeah, and Budapest yeah. is not far away at all. So I would like drive there myself. But as long as you do not have a shelter um, in mm. the country, in the specific country, you're not allowed to trade or whatever you want to call it, uh, the dogs yeah, they rescued. Yeah. So I cannot adopt a dog from them. I have to say, it's also just just this, uh, like, uh, I don't want to, like, destroy any dreams or say mm-hmm. that it's bad. Like, obviously, like, rescuing dogs is, is really, really, is a really, really good mm-hmm. thing. But when you want to adopt a dog, please keep in mind when you adopt from, like, other countries, like something from, like, Romania or mm. Hungary or whatever it is, um, one thing that people usually recommend, especially from like vets and dog trainers and so on, mm-hmm. there's a lot of shelters that we have in Austria already, and it's way better to adopt locally because if you mm-hmm. adopt from a different country, the thing is what they need to do. Um, if they ship it or they ship it or they bring it, whatever, from to like another shelter, what they have mm-hmm. to do, they have to castrate the dogs. 
So they are all castrated already yeah, anyway. Yeah, 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 but that's that's security. really yeah, exactly. So they don't breed yeah. further red. But mm. that can be a real big issue for some dogs because they yeah, are not fully developed. That. Yeah. And know, some yeah. of them get stuck in like puberty, so they never really feel yeah. mature. They get problems with their behaviors and stuff like that. So if you really think about getting a dog, just just keep that in mind mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. like obviously you can you can be fine and have no no issues with that at all but that can cause like a lot of behavioral um, mm-hmm. issues with the dogs as well so something if you think about adopting a dog that people should keep in mind because like mm-hmm. obviously it's doable obviously it's a, it's a good thing as well like again i'm not saying you should not do that um but just keep in mind that it will be a harder level of training those kind of dogs than having like dogs that go through like the whole hormonal cycle in maturing and everything um so that's just one thing that i wanted to um put in there because i actually um talked with sabrina about it how Mm -hmm. in dog training she has that as an issue often because Mm -hmm. those kind of dogs are often just not uh, maturing mentally Mm -hmm. as they would that's crazy though Mm -hmm. i didn't know that thank you julia because i -hmm. read a lot of faqs on their page Mm -hmm. they have like they answered a lot of questions what people um all of the questions people had and they're um they were talking about that as well i mainly tried to find information about austria obviously because i wasn't Mm -hmm. sure about all this um if they even can uh like trade or whatever trade is such a bad word for yeah like if you you know what i mean if you're from austria yes yeah, yeah yeah And I read about the castration things as well because they're all castrated and they all have the chips and they all have the mm-hmm. vaccines already, um, obviously for the security reason and to not breed more, as you said. Mm-hmm. But um, I didn't know that this is actually, like they can actually get stuck in puberty or have like a harder time yeah, when exactly. they get like, castrated it's so fully, early. It's fully <clears throat> depending like when it happens mm-hmm. as well, right? Like, because mm-hmm. it's depending, like, when do they get the puppies? When do they get the dog? Like, obviously, like, they do it, like, n- always different, you know? Like, if it's a four-week-old puppy and they're castrated, you know, can you imagine, like, what yeah, that yeah, does they to have... the body or whatever? Or, like, obviously. Two, mo- two months old yeah. or whatever it is. And just for an example, because um, we were talking about it with Jinx, you know, if we're going to mm-hmm. um, get Jinx sterilized or not, because mm-hmm. uh, Mira, for example, is not. Um, mm-hmm. But that can sometimes cause issues, you know, when you have two female dogs that if they fight, mm-hmm. they fight really aggressive. Like if two male dogs fight, it's usually not that bad. But if two females fight, they sometimes like fight. like women death. fight. Yeah, like mm-hmm. they literally kill each other, um, mm-hmm. which is now not a problem yet. And we're going to see obviously how they how they behave. But um, what we would do, we would also wait for Jinx minimum to let her have her period and lose twice um, mm-hmm. because like the whole hormonal cycle should run that much so the dog would be like i don't know between like minimum one and a half years before you would um, yeah. castrate her that is like, that's my uh, next question yeah for, sorry for uh because on the page like most of the dogs i saw were between one and two years mm-hmm. and they were castrated i just don't know when they got the the dogs that's, that's the a, thing that's the like, thing that you don't know mm, yeah. Like obviously, so, like if they get their dogs with two years and they castrate them, it's usually fine. No problem. Yeah. It, it yeah. shouldn't. It shouldn't be an issue. But you know, if they get them as like they get four little puppies and they castrate mm. them at 
and you yeah. know like in austria we have really strict regulations like mm. when dogs are being allowed to be castrated or, or, or yeah. sterilized or whatever um but i mean i don't know like i'm just saying i have no idea what kind of rules they have like i don't mm. know do they castrate them when they're like literally eight weeks old when they're four weeks yeah. old do they wait till they're at a certain maturity i mean those are obviously things that you can you can always ask before mm -hmm. um adopting those are just things yeah. that i would i would try to keep in mind um and again like it can also happen like for example i know that um uh, laura for example has no issues at all with grizzly and he has been mm -hmm. obviously um uh, castrated before i also know that mm -hmm. it's like a big difference between like females and and males when mm -hmm. it comes comes to maturity mm -hmm. Um, because obviously, like the females need way longer um, mm -hmm. with the hormonal um, uh, maturity, you know, because they have mm -hmm. to go through the period cycles and stuff. And they yeah, can, yeah. depending on the race, how big the dog is, yada, 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 can take, you know, up to two years or whatever. Um, but yeah, anyway, sorry, I didn't want also, to make that about dogs. <laughs> no, wait, thank <laughs> you for, for all the information. If you have, can you share some some shelters with me if you have some yeah, or sure. know some good ones? I just know the basic ones from Graz, for example. Mm -hmm. And I tried to look up where I did look up a few months ago, but it, I don't know, it's so hard for me because the pages, you know, most of them yeah. look so old. Everything. So I don't know if they're legit or not. So so the thing is, like mostly, like I can I can tell you only about the ones from Klagenfurt because, like for mm -hmm. me, um, I already knew back then. Like Mira is adopted from a shelter, right? Yeah. So don't get me wrong. Like obviously, Jinx is now a purebred dog that we got yeah. from like a really good breeder. Like when I say really good breeder, in the sense of you know people that just don't breed like three times over three times a year, just the, the money shit, yeah. and stuff like that. Like. The guy that we got him for um, Jinx from, he was like 85 or something like that. And he, like you saw, it was his passion and he gets puppies yeah. like once a year and that kind of stuff. So I did my research when it came to that. And as I said before, yeah. I know I don't have to explain myself why I do certain things. But for me, it was really important that getting a second dog to my first dog, that I don't ruin the relationship that I have with Mira mm -hmm. and don't ruin Mira's life with for example adopting a dog where I don't know anything about its history yeah. out of her shelter uh, maybe getting a, a harder to work with dog which technically wouldn't be a problem for me but as a second dog it was just mm -hmm. important for me to have like harmony in yeah. my life and I, I just owed it to Mira as well that she gets a good companion yeah. Um, anywho, how, how, what I wanted to say, like when I adopted Mira, um, I knew that with, um, um, you know, when you get them from abroad, because I know a few mm -hmm. friends that have like animals or dogs from Romania, which is great because they have like kill shelters, right? So they would adopt mm. the dogs that would have been killed in shelters, which is obviously amazing. Um, but it, I had a friend that has like really behaviorally hard dog like it's also a terrier mm -hmm. and stuff so <laughs> i <laughs> it was a little bit okay yeah. i don't know about that um and i got mira actually out of a local shelter called garden eden yeah from Klangfurt. it's like at the Südring. um yeah i can i can write you we have basically like two yeah. ones in in Klangfurt. so garden eden is the one where we got mira from um she was not sterilized or castrated back then um still is not um, and we also didn't really have that many issues. The only issue we had with Mira was that um, obviously we got her like with four months or almost five months, mm -hmm. I think she was. And obviously since she's 
they're living in packs there mm. because they have just so many dogs right they're not like single kept in their own like area yeah. they form like real packs and stuff so Mira was just shitting and pooping wherever she was standing she would mm -hmm. not give any cue like hey I need to pee or something like that so yeah. that was uh, its whole journey so comparing that now to I mean then again I also have way more knowledge about dogs now with Jinx and I have to help mm. with my trainer so I would also recommend getting a trainer just from the start because it makes just everything so much easier really mm. like it, it changes everything yeah um so just to keep that in mind uh, so garden eden is like i would say the less glamour glamorized mm. uh, shelter that we have here so it's pretty like old and big and they don't really get a lot of funding so mm -hmm. it looks a little bit intimidating and not that clean and that's why i adopted there because i had the feeling mm -hmm. like fuck the dogs are there they really need a home yeah. because i didn't yeah. really want to let them there and they also have like the um, the puppy walking pass so you could mm -hmm. register there and um, then you could take the dogs to take them on walks to get to know mm -hmm. them first for example yeah, we, we have that as well yeah, yeah so i did that with nathan first that we walked mm -hmm. like dogs for them on the weekends always um that one i can remember uh, recommend because i think personally those dogs really need it and then the mm -hmm. second one, but then again, there's like in relation uh, from like the number of animals they have to how many, how much staff they have, they mm -hmm. have really little staff. And I think the staff that does work there is all just um, charity. Voluntarily. Volunteer, yeah. Volunteers, right? So it's like, yeah. I cannot say how well treated the animals are there, right? Like mm -hmm. it, it's hard to see, but you can just see in relation, there's just really little staff to how much animals yeah. they have. Um, but they do their best they can obviously yeah, yeah. Um, and the second one which is really really good is um tico that we have mm -hmm. here Um, that's the one that was sponsored by heidi horton before i don't know if you remember so um mm -hmm. it is like first of all it's like a really modern uh one with really limited space where every mm -hmm. dog has like their own room and area and they have their own caretakers that work their full time they have mm -hmm. like the vets they work there as well and stuff so it's like a really i would call it like a more high-end mm -hmm. shelter and they really mm -hmm. take they're really picky with who gets to adopt the the animals there mm -hmm. as well um so i think technically adopting there would be better in a sense that the people there know more about like the personality of the dog and mm -hmm. they care about you know who gets the yeah, animal uh and the dogs there are also taken way better care of. But then again, mm -hmm. you need to choose yeah, you know, for yourself like yeah. what what you want. Um, and I think you can walk them there as well. So Tico and Garden mm -hmm. Eden are the two that we have here. Um, for me, okay. back then, it was just like, I was like, oh, no, I went to Garden Eden. I was like, oh, no, I want to get all of them out here. It feels bad for <laughs> So... Uh. <laughs> It's just with their, like, specialized on Spitz, right? The ones, yeah, like, yeah, I get Lava that. sent me. So I'm, like, I fell in love with so many of them, and they're so cute. But, yeah. but I think, yeah. I'm not 100% sure, but it's going to be the same issue again, you know, when um some shelters, like, work together, so you can tell them, like, hey, you know, I would be searching for that type of dog. Mm-hmm do you have somebody in your network but the thing is as soon as they go over the border they have to be castrated and chipped yeah. and everything so yeah but you can always like look um in whole austria like we have so many shelters 
as well for that or you go okay. the, the way will... over a breeder you know like mm -hmm. i mean in yeah. the end it, it is your your own choice and i think if you do your research on breeders i think there's no problem with getting yeah. an animal also from yeah. from a breeder um but I think that that just turned into a dog episode real quick. <laughs> yeah, it did. It did. I think we we might need to talk more about this. Like yeah, in we the can. Anyway, so of course. And if you if you need somebody to <clears throat> go to shelters with you, or I would even recommend like if you if you want to come over, um, once you're done with work or whatever, we can organize mm -hmm. that. You come to a barbecue the same time as Sabrina, then because she's gonna mm -hmm. be way better also in explaining you like, hey, if you're looking for a dog, you know, first of all, okay, that is the breed that you like visually mm -hmm. and from what you know. But she can also like give you like good advice, like, hey, this breed would be good for you. This breed would mm -hmm. be better, you know, for beginners, which is hard. What do you yeah. have to expect from that kind of breed? So she's really really good with that, and she helped me as well when we um decided you know for a second dog on the mm -hmm. side of mira she also mm -hmm. gave me a lot of uh good input you know because we were also having like two or three breeds that we would be interested in yeah. Ha yeah. having as a second dog and um yeah she would obviously she's not forcing anything on you but she gives you you know direction mm -hmm. she has the the thing and i'm sure like if it's knowledge exactly adopting <clears throat> and stuff um she also has it often for example that people you know just get dogs and they're completely overwhelmed with them and then they yeah. try to um rehome them for example like this yeah. search new homes and with the dog trainer network that she works together she knows trainers from all the states so i'm sure mm -hmm. if you tell her like hey i'm in, in the search for that kind of dog they can help you with you yeah, know yeah uh finding shelters in other states or maybe even breeders or maybe there's a dog that searches a new home because their owner cannot handle them or whatever yeah, yeah um so i'm sure if you two would connect that would be really good i would really recommend doing that before thank you julia yes <laughs> for sure for sure awesome should we go to our listener of the week and uh... yes queen <laughs> listener of the week is someone that wrote us on twitter uh, regarding episode 23 which was the female masturbation episode and mm -hmm. he wrote, hey there, first of all, I loved last episode, episode 23. Hearing you openly talk about masturbation, sex, and even issues you have when it comes to that made me want to add some of my own experiences to that. Or vent a bit too honestly. <laughs> At <laughs> least to me, sex-related topics, especially issues with it, are really hard to talk about to anybody, even to my therapist, really. Well... I've been in a relationship with my girlfriend for four years now, and I love her and deeply care about her as a person, but sexually, oh man, it's been rough so far. My girlfriend still feels ashamed with many sex-related things. For example, she once confessed to me she has never masturbated before. And although I, of course, have tried to be supportive, I often felt left alone and not desired. Even when we had sex before, I was always the one initiating. And at some point, it just feels like being the only one really into it. Some time ago, I decided not to initiate anymore to see if she would do that at one point, or at least mention something about me not doing that anymore. But I felt so much more heartbroken to see that we haven't had sex for six months after that. And she seemed to be completely fine with that, talking about marriage and maybe having kids. 
But to me, all that sexual frustration and the feeling of not being desired led to me almost breaking up with her. So we had to have a long and emotional conversation about everything. Currently, we're still together, but it's been a rough patch in our relationship. And although I feel like it's healing, it will probably leave a scar somewhere. Anyways, thank you for the podcast and everything you do. I'm looking forward to many more episodes. Take care, M. He also mm -hmm. added, so maybe a question would be like regarding his whole situation. When is the right time or when is the right time to talk about such topics with a new partner? That's, uh, first of all, thank <clears throat> you so much for sharing so much from your own mm -hmm. relationship with us. Um, so thank you so much for having so much trust in us. And mm -hmm. I personally can relate to this topic a lot because I have been in a similar situation before. Um, mm -hmm. I think we talked about it, you know, that I had the same with a partner where we didn't have like the same mm -hmm. sex drive kind of, right? Where mm -hmm. that was an issue. So I've been in a similar situation and um, I can tell you that the the only thing that helped me was really talking openly about desires. And um, mm -hmm. as hard as that is, which I can um, 100% understand and uh, the partner that I had a problem with was similar as your uh, girlfriend, that it was hard for him to like talk about those kind of topics. But again, like there's always ways to do that, you know, like, for example, from my experience, like if you can talk about it, then you maybe try to write a letter, you know, mm -hmm. or maybe try to write in, in WhatsApp about it. Maybe do it in a, in a fashion, you know, that you don't, um, interact that it needs to be fast you know like let's say if you write whatsapp and you're like across each other it can be like weird like try to get some distance between each other so for example mm -hmm. i don't know how the situation is if you say you're four years together maybe you're living together maybe do it when you're like on a on a trip with friends or whatever try to talk about that or um writing a letter by hand so you're don't have the stress of you know her having to type and answer you quick, but she can take the time yeah. and and reply in a fashion where she can think about it. And um, to to be honest, I think everybody has their desires, and I think it's normal in yeah. relationship that it happens that not everybody has the same sex drive. And as we said before, like some people have it more, some people have it less, and especially with people that are maybe not as confident in their selves and like mm -hmm. with their own sexuality. Um, it is, I think, really hard to initiate. I personally can really relate to the feeling of not feeling desired um, mm -hmm. because your significant other doesn't initiate sex. And if you don't initiate um, and you wait for six months and you don't feel anything from them that it's like lacking or that they're missing it. Mm -hmm. or So I can really, really, really relate to that. But um the thing that I would keep in mind if I were you is that sadly or luckily everything that's sexual doesn't have the same value for every person, right? So mm. just because somebody maybe doesn't have the desire to sleep with you regularly um, doesn't really mean that they care less about you, obviously. Like I totally mm. get the thing with being desired. Maybe they just have issues with um, expressing the way they desire you maybe to have for them intimacy and feeling desired is on a more emotional level than a sexual level and mm -hmm. those are things that you can start talking about it maybe it's something that is emotionally 
or sexually that makes her feel insecure or maybe try to have a conversation with her what it is that you can do for her to make herself mm -hmm. feel um, more free and open or what can help her to feel more secure in her own sexuality and if there's anything that she would like to explore or try or um, whatever you can do you know you can make steps towards each other and I think communication is here again key and um, yeah. to answer your question you had when is the right time to talk about such topics with the partner I think those times always have to be there because in my experience um, it's completely different when you start dating and you start yeah. having a, a sexual relationship compared to four years down the line with your yeah. partner that can change a lot because obviously when you just meet a person potentially obviously it can go the other way as well like maybe in the beginning you're like two magnets that can't stop seeing each other and can stop having hmm. desire for each other but then once the routine kicks in you know it gets less and less and less and then uh, four years down the line you barely have sex with each other anymore right mm. um but that is the thing that where people need to learn and which i personally think is often a problem nowadays that people think that when routine kicks in you don't love your per your significant yeah. other anymore and i think that is yeah. a really huge problem in our society and um, there's mm. a huge difference of falling in love and having like all those hormones and all those feelings of a new relationship and new people and the thrill and everything and once yep. that falls away and then you're in a secure loving trusting relationship then the real relationship starts where both sides mm. need to start putting in the work yep. and that is where often people give up like i'm not saying it's it's your fault or it's her fault or whatever or that your relationship cannot work anymore or that it will work out. Like that is all a question about how willing are both of you to make steps towards each other, yeah. right? To try to to meet somewhere in the middle and have open and honest conversations or letters or 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 written conversations. Sorry, my dog in the, in the <laughs> background. I think she wants to go out and live it. Um so yeah, I think it's all about communication. Um, so try to have a conversation with her would be my advice. Um, see where you can find uh, some common ground, meet in the middle, share with her exactly what you told us. Hey, it's not about that we don't fuck three times a week. That's not the problem. The problem is that mm. if you don't initiate... If I don't initiate, we don't have sex for six months. You talk about marriage and kids, mm -hmm. but I'm sitting here for six months, losing all of my self-confidence, feeling uh, less of a of a man uh, because I don't feel desired by the one person that, you know, means mm. the most to me. And um, I think especially for a person that's maybe not that sexual, sexually... Um, active or attractive or doesn't have a high sex drive if you try to explain in a emotional matter why it's so hurtful for you that you don't have sex regularly then i think it's gonna be it's gonna be also easier for her maybe to to understand instead of saying like hey why don't you initiate you know why don't we have mm. sex for six months like it's all about how you communicate and how to over that the topic i guess 
Yeah. What do you think, Steffi? Julia, you said everything in such a beautiful way already. I have to say that. Like literally everything. I could I could have never said it that perfect. That's the first thing. Um what do I have to add to this? Julia said exactly everything um you can do or that came to my mind you can do in your situation. Um also obviously if it's hard for her to talk about these things or if she's that like insecure with her body that she didn't even like masturbate before um there's maybe <clears throat> deeper issues oh yeah oh yeah problems. you're right you're right or she is maybe like i don't know asexual or maybe she hasn't ex explored herself enough to know um maybe she's she doesn't have the drive for example what i had as well um Sex is very, very important to me, but the longer I am together or was together with the one person back then, um, I didn't really need, after a few years, I didn't need the sex for the relationship or that much of sex for the relationship or to feel desired or loved. Um, it doesn't become a, a um, how to say, a sign of love for me or it didn't... It, it get less sign of a love for me back then and everything else mattered more like as you said the routine you have mm -hmm. you appreciate your partner thinking of bringing down the trash and the love most languages. basic things right yes exactly also, sorry, sorry to interrupt mm -hmm. you there could be also something that you could um try to figure out what are your love languages do you understand each other's love yes. languages and then that was the problem that i for example had with nathan that we were just mm -hmm. like giving each other love but in the, in the, in the wrong way without understanding yeah. each other so that sorry to interrupt you but yeah just something as well that i could recommend to yeah. read a little bit into that and things like that and um i can only say now in my relationship it's different because both is kind of like is holding the scale Sex is obviously important to me. I feel still after seven years very attracted to Max. I have never had that before. So that is also a thing um, which you need to think of. Like, you, as you said, you find her so attractive still um, and you're still so drawn to her that I am sure there is a way you both can figure out yeah. um, how to deal with that because you both still love each other a lot. Um, and that's the same in my situation right now so sex is still very important to me because i love this person so much and i really i don't mind if we don't have sex for a month or whatever there is like stressy months where you both have literally yeah of course you you don't even think of it but there's other ways of like showing your love or you're showing your desire towards each other um but also this one time you enjoy yourself with your partner um, should be here if you desire it um, and it was hard for me to talk about these things as well I don't know it, how it is for her for example for me it's, it was just hard because I feel like I'm too dirty for my for him <laughs> um, but actually like it's as Julia said it's a way or a thing of communication and if you do not feel comfortable or she doesn't feel comfortable about talking face to face in the first place it gets easier the more often you do it. So if you start with a letter or with a message, 
what I did as well when Julia talked about this with me, because I usually, I cannot, I sometimes I just can't express myself. And I keep praising this communication is key and I'm the fucking fucked up person here. I can't do it myself. Um, you could, Julia does. Now you're working on it. I couldn't, yes. I'm working on it. I, I got so much better with it. Yeah, see? Which I'm very grateful. Dr. Julia's here for welcome, us all, guys. Welcome. And she is making our lives better. That's all I can say. <laughs> You're um, welcome. You're welcome. Don't sell me, send me the bills for your uh your your what is it called? Condoms and pills. Condoms. And, yeah. <laughs> Please don't send those to so, me. Oh. Um yeah, there's different ways and you guys need to find your way and the yeah. way that works for you. And the letter is the greatest thing, in my opinion. Like, if you you can all you can you can collect your thoughts, right? You can write them down. Take you like take as much time as you need, and give this letter to the person. And the person also has the time to like to like let that soak in, to process everything, and then come back with a clear mind and talk about or write about these things as well. And then at some point, you both maybe are ready to just like talk face to face about these things um, very, very, very openly where you both feel safe. Yeah, it's just baby steps, as you say. And yep. uh, as Jeffy said it again, I think actually now hearing you say that, I think mm -hmm. the letter is a good idea because do you know how like sometimes, you know, you're uh, frustrated in the moment you know like for mm. example let's say um you're in a relationship you want you just try to initiate uh sex or whatever and you got yeah. denied or whatever and then out of the moment you would la love to write in that specific moment mm. where you just got rejected and you feel undesired and yeah. you know like you have all those feelings boiling up those are the mm. moments where you should write it down and that's where text messages are dangerous because you just type yeah. it down and you send it. So mm -hmm. it's probably better that in maybe in a moment like that where you feel undesired, you write down your thoughts, you let that letter go into the draw, you wait like one or two days till mm -hmm. you're in like a neutral, clear mindset, mindset. again where yeah. you maybe had a nice dinner and like you feel at ease. And then you mm -hmm. read through it again see how you phrased everything maybe rephrase maybe take some things out maybe add some yeah. things um to it and then wait another day and then or a few hours or whatever and then read through it again and then if you think like okay this is this is fair clear communication non-judgmental yeah fair steps towards your significant other then you don't even have to give it to her in person, you know. If you if you know she's going uh, to work or to to lunch, put it under her mm. pillow, put it uh, somewhere before you leave to work for her to read, or when she comes home earlier or whatever it is, um, you know. And then give her time to process it as well. And mm -hmm. then, as Steffi says, you can do baby steps. You know what I mean? And um, yeah. Uh, yeah, and to the, the question again, to like, when is the right time to talk about, as I already said, like, relationships change, right? So, in the, for my example... And yeah, your yeah. desires change as well. Of course. There might be, you might experience more, find out more stuff about yourself. She might find out more stuff about herself. And then the most important thing is to communicate these things. Exactly. Or explore things together. So, together. Um, yeah. I think... 
it's depending on the persons like you know mm. for some people obviously when it comes to 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 sexual to to sex and and everything sexual that you should talk about obviously before you have your first intercourse you should talk about things like um how will you protect yourself you know that kind of things mm. so i hope that at least that kind of talk should be there first um um then I would say it's depending on you. Like, for example, I remember when I was younger, for me, it was super important to know how many partners did my boyfriend had before oh, me. Oh, really? That kind of things. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh, my God, I don't even want to know. You know, like, I, 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 care. Couldn't, I couldn't care less. So I think it's it's um, a question of how important it is for you to know the desires before. For other people, mm -hmm. for example, it can be a really adventurous thing to go on the journey on finding out what does my partner like right to yeah you know um for other people it's really important to know straight okay what are the no-gos you know those mm. are all things that you can you can ask before in person or in written form again um especially i think if you if you're just getting to know each other and you're like all uh fire for each other i think it's probably mm. easier to talk about that so you yes. can maybe use that time yes productively um, mm -hmm. But also, I would try to keep that conversation up in like somewhat a regular pace because obviously, like if you if you have the feeling that there's less interest or there's like less regular and you maybe don't see a pattern of yeah okay we're just working both a lot or it's forty mm. degrees outside so I don't feel like dry humping uh, mm -hmm. uh, a sweaty uh, sweaty Hairy naked guy. body. Um, <laughs> every night because it's just too fucking hot you know what i mean mm -hmm. honestly um so you know just try to catch things at its root at its core when you feel like there's something wrong talk about it if you feel like something is getting boring or whatever ask if they have any desires of things that they would like to to experience or try or if there's something that makes them feel uncomfortable or if there's something mm. they don't want you to do or do it different um or whatever it is you know get creative uh, if you have a person that is shy themselves um you can try to suggest things to them and they can always say no you know what i mean yeah, like yeah. um there it's it's normal that in a relationship there's there's it's very rarely that it's super super even where you have people that are the same outgoing like for example look at nathan and me like i'm outgoing i'm the, the the biggest like hey i talk to everybody i talk about everything i'm an open book and just nathan is there like you don't know anything about me <laughs> that kind of guy so um i think i think it's normal and again yeah we can just say it again and again i think communication is just the 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 number one key in every relationship in every facet of a relationship doesn't matter if it's yeah. sexual romantic to keep up the friendship to keep up having fun together like it's it's all about the balance and yeah. on, on one one other thing that i want to add in when it comes to relationships always keep in mind that no matter what you will never ever ever find the right person and uh, or like the right person in the sense of the perfect person where the yeah. person that will check every single box so yeah. maybe you have somebody that you have amazing sex with but on like a personal level 
they're an asshole to you or they they cheat or I don't know, they don't fit into your friend circle or whatever it is. Mm. And in the end, you just need to find somebody that with whatever it is that isn't 100% perfect for you, are you able to live with this for the rest of your life? Or are you able to see yourself living with this for the next years or whatever? Depending, no. you know, how you're no. planning your life, if you're planning on being with somebody forever. Um, and then you just need to make the choice um and if the if she's not able to have the conversation with you not in a written form then maybe she's not the right person maybe it's just not the right time for her to be in that relationship maybe she has yeah. as Steffi said some some things inside of her that she needs to work through first to be able to mm. open up to somebody else which is often the case for for many people um mm. And if she doesn't accept the help that you offer her, then that's her choice. But then you also yep. need to make the choice if you want to move on and find somebody that you can have a better com uh, uh, communication with. Mm. Or um, you don't. Or you accept the way she is. You accept that if you don't initiate it, that you're not going to have sex for six months. Um, that is your choice. And that brings yep. me um, to one point that I know that that is actually a really, really good Thing that Laura told me the other day <laughs> I was talking with Laura so my coach about it um, because I was complaining about people in my life they're always complaining about the same things but never changing it right and that is something mm. that really frustrates me if I see people that are unhappy that know what they're unhappy about but they rather complain over and over about the same thing but don't change anything about it. And Laura said something that her mom always tells her to either you change what annoys you or you mm -hmm. accept it. So that yeah. means either you do something about it and you change whatever fucks you up or you accept yeah. it and you shut the fuck up about it. Yeah. And that you can apply to everything in life. That is no matter yeah. if you're unhappy in your job, if you're unhappy in your relationship, if you are um unhappy with your hair or the way you dress or mm. that your dog doesn't behave the way you want it and uh, either you decide to put the work in and train your dog so it behaves the way you want mm. or you shut the fuck up about how annoying it is that your dog is begging every single day at your fucking table yeah it's it's that easy it's just you know either you accept or you change things. And I think that and communication are two of the most important things yeah. in life by far. Yeah. Yep. I agree a hundred percent to everything Julia said. And <laughs> I cannot think of anything to add to this because she literally said everything in the most perfect so way. Um take take uh what what's the word oh my god my brain's not working anymore don't worry I'm about so it sorry. i'm sorry by the way for background noise my dog really wants to go out there. hey That's hey fine. no 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 Thinks no, no. Needs, Thinks he don't needs eat the bed pee. no she's just starting to uh destroy <clears> the bed <throat> yeah, okay julia said everything guys um especially with the changing and accepting also do not focus on things you cannot change um Amen, in that sister. moment don't yeah. waste your energy. Stop crying. Stop whining, you fucking little bitches out there. Change the things that annoy you. 
take action, stop being the victims. Peace out. That's all I have to say. This sounds and like a perfect end to an episode. Yes. <laughs> When's the right time? I wanted to add something to that. Yeah, um, as you said, like with a new partner, you're fucking in love. In, in the beginning, you literally can't get off each other in the beginning. Um, but also later on, after five years, after four years, after six years, seven, no matter how many, um, the right time is there when you feel like you have to get something off your chest. Yeah. Um, and then depending on you as a person, how long it takes you to actually um, have the courage to talk about it. For me, with some things, it took me longer. I had to learn that. Um, it doesn't matter how long it, it takes you to get to the point where you decide, okay, now I'm now I'm just... You have this feeling then. You know mm. now is the time where I have you to talk anymore. about this. Yeah. Yes. And the day will come with all the things that annoy you or all the things that bother you, whatever it is, the day comes where mm -hmm. you decide, you wake up in the morning and you decide, okay, today... I need to talk about this or I need to write it down or whatever form of communication it is. Um, mm. So I cannot tell you there's no right time. There is just the time, your right time, whenever yeah. you feel ready for it. Yeah, I agree with That's that. That's what I wanted to add. For sure. Very good point. I think, I think we all have this sense of how much we can take of something. Mm. Yeah. And you know on the inside when yep. there is the point of action obviously yep. it's better to do it earlier if you can you know to mm -hmm. not let something become that big of an issue that you mm. in that moment have to like you know push it out throw it yep. out puke it out but actually have the time to reflect and think about how and when you say things yep. um but as steffi said when you come to a point where you can't take anything anymore you're gonna know when the time is yeah um so yeah anyway thank you so much for that message on twitter we really really appreciated that we yeah. hope that that helped you in any way <laughs> yeah. if you want send us another uh, message m if you want um and for everybody else i hope you enjoyed the wild and mixed episode between adopting mm -hmm. dogs from Uh, different countries and saving relationships um yeah i guess it's a great mix <laughs> yeah it was um have we learned a lot today yeah we did we did um have a beautiful rest of your day guys we appreciate you thank you so much for listening and we see you again next week bye, bye. thank you so much for listening to this episode of the derps and burps podcast If you enjoyed it, make sure to follow us on Spotify, YouTube, Twitter or Instagram at Derps and Burps. See you online.